This episode of Truth Table is brought to you by InterVarsity Press, whose vision is to catalyze redemption, restoration, and revival in our divided and broken world. Follow IVP on Twitter at IVPress and visit IVP's website at www.ivpress.com. y'all. Welcome to Truth's Table, Midwives of Culture for Grace and Truth. I'm McKemini. And I'm Christina. This table is built by Black women and for Black women. So welcome to the table, C. How you doing, girl? I am doing, I'm doing well on this evening. You know, whenever we have an evening recording. <laughs> oh boy. People need to know that I go to, I go to slumber at 10.05 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm like, must stay alert, must. How are you? Are you are you bright-eyed and well? <laughs> I would not say I'm bright-eyed, but I'm well. So praise, praise the, Lord. the Lord. Praise the Lord. Glad to be at the table with you, my sister. And yeah, you yeah. know, when we do an evening recording, that means uh, that we try to get this thing out to the people, okay? Yes. The things that we do, y'all, we squeeze and we make it as work, y'all. We're making it work. So I'm um, I'm excited to be at this table with you as always Indeed. because it is time. Have we even had, okay, maybe, you know, this season, we are winding down. Let's just put that out there. We are winding down. <laughs> okay, winding paint the picture. Make it, make it plain for let the people. Just, you know, let's the season be, recaps. You know, uh, we are winding down, but I feel like, and maybe I'm just not remembering, um, I feel like this is our first movie review of the season. Am I tripping? I think that has come out for the people. Whatever, y'all. Um, <laughs> that's, that's neither here nor there. Carry on. Listen, <laughs> respect is on the table. It's a movie Ooh, listen, review. Respect on respect. Of respect. Okay, the Aretha mm-hmm. Franklin movie. And y'all know our force fun questions, Miss Aretha Franklin, is one of the options of one gotta go. If you've been at the table for a while, not you listen to our black magic that has never been selected. I don't think actually. I don't think anybody has selected Aretha. You're right. There may have been one, and they may have experienced a significant rebuke from the because <laughs> we're actually not open minded. We're like that was bad. That was a bad trip. <laughs> That's right. That might have happened once. Yeah, once. we were like no. No, Never to be repeated back. again. Here's a do-over for you. Never to be repeated again. So, yes, we are at the table for a truth table movie review of Respect the Movie. And, woo! So, first of all, let me just give a little disclaimer. The movie is a bit traumatic um, because Aretha Franklin. Life. And because life, life is traumatic, life apparently. Traumatic. Um, and also, there may be spoilers. So, if you are a person that doesn't like spoilers then you will want to hit pause on this episode. Yes, and you will. Come back to it after you watch go the movie. watch the movie with your mask. So, exactly. So don't say, exactly, go watch the movie with your mask with, with one or two other people up in the theater because you're going to be you <laughs> up in there. And come back to this, okay? So don't say we didn't warn you. So, respect. Oh, my goodness. See, Lizelle Tommy is... The uh, director, a black woman, 
uh, directed this movie. And so uh, I think that's important yeah. to say that because I think that helps to inform the lens by which um, the story uh, was portrayed, I would say. So I know you got thoughts as a trauma therapist or former trauma therapist. <laughs> <laughs> so what you think, see, about respect? So, well, first of all, give me the name of the director again. Uh, Liesel Tommy, L-I-E-S-L Tommy. Yes. So, well, first of all, shout out to director Tommy. I yes. think that, you know, before I, before I went to see the movie, I did a little bit of reading Mm-hmm. about the artistic process of the movie. And, you know, we knew like the backdrop that Ar- Aretha Franklin had had handpicked Jennifer Hudson to play her and yes. all those pieces. But I read a little bit about this particular director and mm. and kind of the language that I, in the article was that she was really committed to not capitalizing on more Black trauma. And yes. so the way that the movie is shot um tries to allow the person, you know, the, the viewer yes. to fill in the blanks with their imagination. They fill yes. in the gaps in the story. And it also parallels uh, what appears to be, you know, Miss Franklin's way of, of processing and moving through her mm-hmm. own traumatic experiences. So it's kind of like she was kind of dissociative. So it's something she, it appears she kind of blocked out and it, it, we weren't privy to everything. And, um, I actually really valued that. I valued this sense of like um, our hurt and our pain is necessary for us to process them, mm-hmm. but they're not for sale. Yes. And and they're not always even fully accessible to us at different times of our lives. And mm-hmm. so the fact that there were pieces of the story, I saw like one critic that was like, oh, this story is incomplete. Oh, no, it wasn't. We got what we were given. <laughs> It's not our story. So when someone gives you their story, you get what you get and you don't throw a fit, you know? So um, I, I felt like we were given the opportunity to, at times, look through uh, Aretha Franklin's eyes developmentally from I, her eyes through as a child, her eyes as a young adult and as an emerging adult. And I think that was um, beautifully and artistically done. Yeah. No, I think you bring up a, a good point about that. So, um, through the throughout the movie, I was I, I was anxious about how it was going to be done because you know um, you know you you've heard you know bits and pieces you know of her uh, traumatic history if you followed her career at all or um, yeah or just her life at all and so when I watched the movie I was like huh initially I was like okay you know what I was like, I I actually liked the way that they did this it was. In some ways, I could understand if somebody did not know her story at all, though. You, I could see how you would be a little, a little confused, maybe. Um, I think that, but I, but I do think, and I want to honor the fact that the director made a deliberate decision to make, um, I guess in this case, the explicit implicit in some ways, um, in that this at this time, a young Aretha, this child who had um, two children before or by the age of 14 was, you know, just had a bulging pregnant um, belly. Um, The Sky Dakota Turner played young Aretha. And that just stopped me in my tracks. Um, You know, seeing that image was enough for me. It's just, I have a very um, low, actually I have zero tolerance for, uh, like uh, sexual assault uh, scenes and and things against children, 
against teens, young adults, adults, male, female. I just have zero. I just cannot. I cannot take it in. And so I, I do, maybe for my own selfish reasons, I was actually glad that she did not yeah. get you know, as deep into that. And I do think that there is something to be said because mm-hmm. some people, there were some people that were harsh and like, this is hagiography. You know, um, I don't, I think that's harsh. I don't think that's really fair. And I think that's um, a simplistic and lazy argument to make. I, I do think that she wanted to honor the dignity, the humanity, the worth, the value of Miss Aretha Franklin, the Queen of Soul, um, yeah. and I do think that respecting wishes. I think respecting the wishes of the estate. I think it's also honoring her, her memory. Nobody wants to remember somebody. You are not what happened to you. Therefore, nobody wants to remember maybe the worst and deepest, darkest moments of your life, and that be your whole story. That's just not. Um, yeah. The reality, particularly for those uh, who are in Christ, and we know that Aretha was a believer, and we saw those themes within the story as well. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I really did like that she. Um, th- there was a delicate, you know, um, thread woven in to the film. Yeah. I can again, I can see how somebody might be a little confused. I could see that, um, mm-hmm. but I'm. I prefer for you to just hit the Googles. <laughs> You know, and for you to do a little research because it's all there, if you want, you know, and to fill in those blanks. And I think um, uh, director Tommy even said that, like, mm-hmm. you know, you can let your imagination, you know, yeah. piece these things together. She's like, I don't have to hand everything over um, to the audience. And I do think we just need to honor the dead in that way. We got to yeah. dignify the, the, the honor that we don't receive in this life. We, I think we ought to give even in death. Right. And so, uh, yeah. So yeah, and there were so many pieces of I think uh, Miss Franklin's story that she had not disclosed to people. Exactly. So, so it wasn't like um, the writers and director were like, "Well, let's just take chunks out of this book and ignore it because we don't, you know, we don't want to tell the narrative." There's a there's a lot of hearsay and rumor and slander Absolutely. about Aretha Franklin's life, but I think they worked with what she said or what she disclosed or those closest to her disclosed. And the truth is, it sounds like she had a story that had some some pieces of it that she took to the grave or she just released, you know, in her in her handwritten will that they found in her house. So I just I just I think that um, in even fairness to the the team that developed the the actual, you know, the screenplay that, you know, they, they were they they had gaps. They legitimately had gaps, and so yeah. and then her memory it seemed as though also had gaps. Right. So and you know and and I, I guess to pull on my like former trauma therapist hat. Mm-hmm. That's that's actually that's really accurate. Absolutely, really accurate. I mean, when we ha- when we experience trauma, and this is this is a the, the narrative. This is a child who had uh, really complex trauma experiences like this sudden abrupt death of her mother, the departure of her mother from the home initially, right. The domestic violence pieces that were implied that she was like, I don't know what y'all talking about. Uh, Obviously the, the, um, terrible insinuation of the sexual abuse that she experienced as a small child, these pregnancies, all this is like trauma, 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 all the under the age trauma sandwich, the trauma sandwich all under the age of 14. And so, what does our brain do when it's when we've been under attack in that way? Well, we reserve all of our energy to keep ourselves alive. 
And, you know, if someone if someone puts, puts a, a gun to my face, right, and they ask me to, you know, say the alphabet backwards, I'm probably not going to be able to do it, right? Mm-hmm. So we don't, we're not at our, we're not able to tap into all of those resources when we are in survival mode. Absolutely. And when you're talking about a child with, you know, a trauma on top of trauma on top of trauma on top of trauma, it just makes sense that a way of surviving for her was, I'm just not dealing with that. I'm, I'm at another place. Like, did that happen? Like, whatever do you mean? And there were so many moments as her, as the adult Aretha in the movie, where I felt like, you know, Jennifer Hudson is playing this character, but I felt like she's playing a character playing a character. Mm-hmm. I was like, she, I was like, she, I was like, she is playing Aretha Franklin, and Aretha Franklin is playing Aretha Franklin. <laughs> like, uh-huh. it, you know, it, was just, it just seemed yes. like layers of a an I, of a veneer of an identity that was taken on and some of that has to do with being like a preacher's kid like kid too like there were all these dynamics oh, yeah, there's a lot. kind of given a performative identity and it reminded me of you know the team the famous Tina Turner movie too right where you know Tina Turner seemed to What's be got to do with it? playing playing a role as herself right um, so those were some of the things that, that stood out to me. Yeah. You know, um, and just to say who the writers are, um, well, uh, Tracy Scott Wilson uh, wrote the screenplay and the story was by Callie Corey um, or maybe Callie Curry, K-H-O-U-R-I. And so, um, yeah, I think that there is, you know, much to be said about the fact that um, whew, she had a, she she had a lot to going on. You know, I remember, um, the scene with her mother, Audra McDonald, you know, who was phenomenal, um, in the movie. And she said uh, to Aretha, you know, if you ever put her, she put Aretha's young Aretha's face, mm-hmm. um, uh, hand in her face and said, if you ever, you know, um, don't want to sing, you don't have to like, you know, you're not owned by any man. Nobody owns you or your voice, yeah. but God. And I was like, a word. Um, and you know, but I, 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 I don't know that the movie never indicated, not necessarily, maybe it was implied, you know, that she ever wanted to stop, but if it felt as if she couldn't stop, she was the machine that kept everything running. Right. right? You know, we, if you fast forward to the, um, scene in her home in LA, um, when she's drunk and in a rage and, telling them, put the calendars back, you know, put, putting the dates back on and, you know, things like that. And so, but not yeah. showing up to the shows because of her own addiction and things like that and being incapacitated and not able to yeah. actually show, show up and then being sued. So all of these things, it was like, she was never really able to exercise that agency uh, because of her position within the family structure as the one who puts food in everybody's mouth. It's her yeah, voice. that puts, it. Yeah. It's her, her voice that keeps, um, uh, the checks coming, you know? So, um, so yeah, well, we are going to take a quick commercial break. Y'all pay some bills. And when we come back, we're going to talk more about respect the movie. Keep it locked. Sisters, y'all know that here at the table, we do try to make sure that we have paid homage to our indigenous neighbors. And that's why we are so honored to present to you IVP's First Nations version, an indigenous translation of the New Testament by Terry M. Wildman. If you're looking to experience the scriptures afresh, the First Nations version captures the simplicity, clarity, and beauty of native storytellers' oral tradition in English. Whether you are native or not, you will experience the 
creator's story in a fresh and new way in the FNV. In an easy to read style, the First Nations version captures the cadence and feel of an oral storyteller and adheres to a contextual approach using English word choices and idiomatic phrases that are culturally relevant with an effort to refrain from a stereotypical or culturally degrading simplicity. An audio version of the FNV will be available soon. Terry Wildman is the lead translator, general editor, and project manager for the First Nations version. He serves as the director of spiritual growth and leadership development for Native University. He is also the founder of Rain Ministries and has previously served as a pastor and worship leader. Along with Terry, the voices of over 25 Native tribes usher the reader into the cultural and linguistic thought patterns found in their original tongues, following the tradition of Native storytelling tellers oral cultures. This way of speaking with its simple yet profound beauty and rich cultural idiom still resonates in the hearts of the First Nations people. Truth Table listeners, our sisters at the table, you can save 30% off and get free U.S. shipping on First Nations version when you order at ivypress.com using promo code TRUTH21. That's promo code TRUTH21 to get 30% off and get free shipping within the United States when you use the promo code TRUTH21 and purchase at ivpress.com. This offer expires on September 30th, so y'all jump on it. All right, and we are back at the table for our Truth Table movie review of Respect. So, um, all right. So can I talk about the fashions? You, you know? may talk about the fashions, fashionista. I mean, the beautiful gowns, beautiful gowns. Aretha, beautiful gowns, Franklin. Beautiful yeah. gowns. <laughs> I love the wardrobe. Yeah. I don't have Not anything a wig out of place. Not a wig out of place. Not a wig out of place. No, there wasn't a track out of place. Um, I was looking, <laughs> the lace fronts were glued down. Honestly, yes. I thought the hair looked great. She and her sisters were just gorgeous. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. I, I like the makeup. I love the the wardrobe was just fantastic. You know, because I love vintage clothes. I love thrifting, although I haven't thrifted since before the pandemic because <laughs> we still in the pandemic. But, but I really and truly loved her wardrobe. I just thought it was just phenomenal. The pairing. The earrings, from the earrings down to the shoes to the purse, like I just noticed all of that, and um, mm-hmm. yeah, I thought it was well done, really, really tasteful. Um, and I guess not not just her wardrobe, but also her mother, Audra McDonald, right? Uh, uh, um, mm-hmm. Sky Dakota Turner's um, wardrobe. I loved her dress in the kitchen when the mom, when the grandma was trying to mm-hmm. get her to talk, but I was like, Grandma, you you're not making this easy. <laughs> you don't seem like a, She's using her grandmama skills. That's, that's you don't seem is. like a soft place to land, grandma. And so, um, <laughs> I thought she could be. Exactly. She tried. She tried. I was like, uh. um, anyway, I just really was like, you know, I, I really noticed uh, the wardrobe and not just them. Obviously, my bias is to look at the dresses and things because, you know. Yeah, it's beautiful gown. This is where I, you know, uh, tend to look. But also the men the men were looking good, too. You know, they, they were dressed uh, uh, sharply <laughs> as well, you know. This is um, true. Yeah. So yeah, I don't, yeah. Show game going on. Yeah. What did you think about the accents? Then we'll get into the acting. But what did you think about the accents? So the the accents. You know, we've talked about accents before. Remember when we did our black our Black Panther? <laughs> our black oh Panther. boy, yes. We got to think about it. yes. Yeah. You know. So so this is this is how I thought about the accents. And again, I was situating this around. You know, <laughs> I was I was thinking about like 
James Baldwin and Tina Turner. And there's like this interesting era. Their faux accents, you mean? I know people have a very strong, strong connection to James Baldwin, and uh, you know, we can't say nothing. But listen, <laughs> you mean? I mean, I mean I've, I've listened to interviews where I've heard you know Baldwin's family members speak, and then yes. heard him speak. Similar yes. to like, right, similar to like a Tina Turner or or any of the Aretha Franklin. So there, so so I recognize that the actors were putting on these accents, right? right? But they were actually playing people who I felt like in the case of, of our beloved, you know, matriarch of soul music, Aretha Franklin, that she put on a bit of a speaking style. You were talking about the ultimate high level of code switching. Like these are, these are like yes. doctoral degree level code yes. switching accents. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and For real. So, I mean, it's like respectability speech on swole. Completely. So, um, so, so with that being said, I think I cut the actors some slack because I feel like they were impersonating people who were, again, impersonating also people. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. It was the inception, in, the inception of accents. Like, wait, what's going on now? Wait. Where are we exactly? <laughs> I was confused. Yeah, I was like. It, I, found, I found it distracting. It may, and you're right. Maybe it isn't their fault. I don't know. Because I was like, is there, are these Detroit accents? I was, like, I was like, maybe I'm simply not familiar with Detroit accents. It's very possible, to be honest. I was well, like, you know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, you know, it, so, I, so again, shout out to Detroit people. Because listen, I just think about I the clothes. I don't know if it's a Detroit like, accent or not. But I will say this. I, I got this feeling that what, what we were experiencing was an anti-Southern Black identity, an anti-Southern oh, black identity. Yeah. And I say oh, that because, you know, you think about Detroit, Chicago, these are the Black Americans of the Great Migration. Yes, got absolutely. Like Alabama, Mississippi, et cetera. And they moved to the Midwest. Mm-hmm. And so even that trip back down South, you know, like the way he was looking, you know, the way that Mar- Marlon Wayans' character, Ted, was kind of oh, looking like, oh, they're still picking cotton. And, you know, like the way he was- Although really that was traumatic. That's a lot. <laughs> well, you know, it's a, it's a thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but, but what it expressed was like the disconnect between no, the Midwestern no. African Americans and the Southern yeah. Deep South African Americans, and so I, I think I was interpreting some of those dynamics through that particular lens. So. Yeah, and on that point, um, even the emphasis from uh, um, uh, Aretha's mom, mom, mama saying, "Don't say yeah, say yes." you know, like what's proper. Right. Um, And then Aretha (laughs) then saying that to her son, when she first hears her song on the radio, like her new, Mm -hmm. her newer music um, on, on the radio, on the radio. And he says, mama, ain't that you don't say ain't. And I was like, (laughs) he was like, but ain't that you? (laughs) 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 That's the part. That's the part. Yeah. He's like, no, I okay, think that was fascinating. Yeah, I, I thought it was interesting. So I thought that was, I mean, I just, yeah, I mean, I, anyway, listen. Um, yeah, know. the respectability politic thing was just like off the chain. And so you could see like when the father was in, you know, her, you know, her, her father, the reverend was engaging with like her first um, record company and studio. And he just was like, we're, you know, you need to know who she is. She wasn't raised in, you know, in a broth, a broth know, like Billie Holiday. Right. And so there was like this, there was like this, he was like, turn, turn around. Sure. I was like, but there was, all, but there was also kind of this um, kind of in-group cultural 
social hierarchy as well. Like she is of she is of a good home, of good pedigree, unlike the Billie Holidays of the world, right? So uh-huh. this contrast between like you know Billie Holiday and and you know thoroughly abused growing up um, the slums of Baltimore City. You know, Billie Holiday is like a beloved figure for me. But the but the crazy thing about it is, you know, in his kind of pursuit of demonstrating respectability politics, here he has this daughter who he's saying has been, you know, she has been, you know, reared in this particular culture. And she herself has also been thoroughly traumatized and misused as well. To, you know, to contrast. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Her own father was a queen chief rocker. And so, <laughs> which is what Dinah Washington lifted up, right? <laughs> who played, yeah, yeah. played by Mary J. Blige, like, your father Mary, tried to act baby. like this. She, she Come like, on, Mary. Mary was flipping. Like, t- she's like, he oh, thinks he's part of the talented tent. He, y'all, y'all church folk be the nastiest ones. Y'all oh, just God. like the rest of us. <laughs> I mean, it was some, it was some wild. There was like, a lot going on in the movie. group, cultural, social, money hierarchy stuff going on. In there. <laughs> it was, it was. Oh my goodness. So yeah. Anyway, that was yeah. I'm glad yeah because I thought that was interesting. That kind of little that thread of respectability kind of going oh, in totally. and th- but it, but it's 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 very accurate it's very true oh, sure. it's very in group still well, and, and, and I, I would say it's even more compounded right because you have the great migration negroes but you also have the the clergy family That's right on top of that and the civil rights identity so it's just yeah. a mul- multiple layers of we have to hold it together in public yep yep absolutely so, so tell me e Talk to me about some of like the breakout performances for you, like who and what, like what moment surprised you, uh, what performances surprised you, what 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 stands out? Okay, so I do, um, I really liked or appreciated, I should say. Um, no, 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 I was I was definitely impressed by um, Marlon Wayans. I was first of all, I ain't seen Marlon in my goodness in so long. He went from white chicks to um to Ike Turner. <laughs> in a in a New York minute, I was like, I ain't seen. I feel like I ain't seen Marlon Wayne since I was knee high to a butterfly child. So like, he been sitting on top of that big pile of money like Scrooge McDuck, counting them dollars <laughs> <laughs> and taking care of his mama. You know, um, R.I.P. to his mom. But um. Yeah, I was like, okay, when I saw him, you know, with his cute self, because we, I was like, okay, this is good to see you, all right. And then next minute, I couldn't stand this man. And I was like, oh my goodness, Ted, you're a terror. And so, uh, no one's that cute. Listen, this was too much, but he was so phenomenal in the role. So phenomenal. I, I, you know, I don't, I'm not trying to say that he wasn't a good actor. I guess I just, I don't think I really ever got to really see him in a very, uh, serious role he's had some roles but i'm this was to me the yeah. most serious role that i've seen him in and yeah. he did very well i feel like out of all um yeah i feel like out of all of the uh accents because <laughs> there were a variety of accents <laughs> the accent, war. <laughs> the accent wars I, you know his did not um distract me as much i guess you could yeah. say or maybe it was just acting was so good that yeah. it just overrode that for me but i, I thought so. it was phenomenal really how about you so, you know, you know, you can't sleep on comedians because what they're what they are doing is like advanced, you know. Um and I just think that we're all that this this is not the first time this has happened when a comedian has like taken a 
you know, so-called serious role. Mm-hmm. And it's, and it's been like really compelling. Like I thought the same thing about, you know, Kevin Hart um, in Fatherhood, which is a Netflix. I haven't Netflix seen that. Yeah, I haven't seen that. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I cried. Okay. I mean, ugly Yeah, cried. you did say that. I haven't, okay. I mean, I like, I wept in my seat oh. multiple times. <laughs> um, and anyway, and he's still, he's still kind of, he's humorous in the movie too, but he is able to really pull within. And, and what we see here from Marlon Wayans, I just think is really impressive. I think, I think he gave the winning performance of the movie for me. And I think yeah. that Jennifer Hudson's voice and like, you know, and I've always thought Jennifer Hudson was a great singer, a great soul singer. But I think in this movie, the way that she kind of captured the songs and, and at some points like ministered the song, you know, it was almost like, um, like vocally what I pictured was like the, the the note moving through these layers of pain and like navigating pain, suffering, trauma and coming out and producing something that was like, I'm, I'm grabbing and reaching for my healing. Oh, so. Yeah. I mean, so even though I don't think her acting performance was okay to me, yeah. but for acting through her vocal delivery, which is why I really appreciated this, the movie just sitting there. Like they would sit for like five minutes. So you're going to hear all this song. That's right. <laughs> and I was like, I receive it. Thank yeah. you. It was clear that's, that's a, a, a significant reason why she was also selected oh. by Aretha. Because Aretha oh. don't play about her music now. And she should not. Oh. She is the queen oh. of soul. Oh. Um, yeah. I mean, well, on that note, let's also lift up Aretha Franklin's sisters who were played by, who were the backup. And let me tell you, they were, oh, they were singing. They were singing. Listen, um, listen it, it, Irma Franklin was uh, Saquon Sengblo. Same. And Same. Carolyn Franklin was played Same. by Haley Kilgore. So give them Same. their roses. Because listen, they was holding it down, na na na. All right. Oh, and then also Brenda Franklin was also played by played by. Oh, her name is Brenda Nicole. So, so anyway, my goodness, it was just beautiful. So, so this, so this is the scene that grabbed me. It's it's the one where, you know, I mean, there there, there are lots of lots of scenes. I think that are that are kind of that are kind of painful. Like they kind of you know, but the scene where she hits rock bottom. From the drinking, yes, she's on the ground, and she looks up and she sees her mother I, again. Yes, that's when I begin to weep. And there was something, there was something about like the way in which, in that moment, she's crying out for the divine. Mm-hmm. And we think about you know God the Father, but in that moment, you saw um, God's you know God's love coming by way of the praying and nurturing mother. Absolutely. And, you know, and just like, just like the walk over, the embrace, and then just the recall of what has been planted in us by our mothers and grandmothers. It was like, like an altar call. Like, like yes, yeah, it's like, it's like, I can't save myself, but my mother told me, my mother taught me this prayer. Like that, like that's what yeah. happened in that moment. Like, I've got nothing. Like I cannot pull myself out of the bondage that I'm in. I'm completely dependent. All I have is the words from my mother's mouth. Absolutely. And then you see that happen. To me, that and was Audra, just that Audra was Audra McDonald, who played Barbara Franklin, she was singing, I believe, Amazing Grace over Aretha in that moment. Right. And then yeah. Aretha was reciting our, yeah. our, um, uh, our, um, oh my goodness, the Lord's Prayer. Yeah. Um, and and it's a, tr- a tremendous. It was Vocal vocalist. I mean, Audrey McDonald is just oh, tremendous. Yes, tremendous. <laughs> like Broadway, just fabulous. Um, and I just, I just believed her. Like everything she said, I was like, 
I believe you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, you know, yeah, I just I wanted more of her. So I was glad that she came to her in that dream. You know, um, I was really glad that they wrote that in or if that ha- really happened, you know, from her own recollection. However, whatever, I'm glad that she did come back in because I really do love uh, Audra McDonald. And of course, we got Forrest Whitaker. I feel like it just goes without saying, you know, mm-hmm. Forrest Whitaker gone. He he understands he, he go he understands the assignment, okay? And <laughs> each and every time, okay? Uh. <laughs> so so one of the things I will say that this stand out to me is that and not this is not just this movie, I'm not trying to pick on it, but there is something that usually kind of grates me a bit when movies try to act out the black church. Me um, too. It's really annoying. It's like a caricature. <laughs> it turns I'm like and I went to see this movie with my 15 year old and I was, and she looked at me and she was like, she was like, yeah, you, you, you can't fake it. She just kind of was like, you can't fake this. Like you can't, you know, um, I mean, I've seen comedians do a better job of like doing impressions of black preachers. Oh yeah. Right. I will then say I, Forrest Whitaker ain't no preacher. No. I love you Forrest, but you ain't no, no preacher now. <laughs> That's all right. It's just, all right. But, but there have been so many times I've watched movies that are supposed to be like in the black church. You know, I know. Anyway. And it's supposed to be like, yeah, amen, say that. And it's always like one step rhythmically off. Like it's just never. Except for Color Purple. I feel like that was the only yeah. one that got yeah. you a good down home, you know, backwards. But church. I feel like they may have went over to the local missionary Baptist church and got them people. <laughs> oh, actually, yeah. You know what? Very well. That's probably what happened, honestly, if you wanted to get yeah, Because I was like, yeah, because they, they were agree. like. I when the camera's cut, like they're still worshiping. Yeah, yeah. But like, but in that, to me, that was like, uh, uh. it was a little, it was a little much. <laughs> I was like, ah, yeah, you're it's right. Yeah, it's kind of like, no, nah, I don't think people are really shout like that. He's off by about a step or two. I'm telling you, like, <laughs> do you know, <laughs> you know, and he was like, force with, you don't end a white man. And then the, you're like, I mean, all right. Oh, something about the context of the time, but you know, they tried, they tried, they tried. But you're right, you it's you can't really fake the funk on that one. It's it's a yeah, you often imitated, never duplicated. How about that? No, <laughs> no. no, no, no. I mean, my goodness. Well, let me say, I am okay. So, first of all, Mary J. Blige as Dinah Washington. Let me tell you, Mary traumatized me from that scene when she went off on Aretha. I was like, oh my goodness. You did not flip this table and call her out her name. This is just, oh my God. <laughs> so she played that. I was like, oh my goodness. And just the, the from going, snapping from that and then going, so how's the family? You ever going to tell us about who the, ki- the kids' fathers are, is? I was like, what is, how did we go from, help me to understand. But you know what? It, that was very <laughs> real. That's very real, actually. Very like black, black auntie, play um, auntie. <laughs> that was very <laughs> accurate. I was like, it was like, what you doing with your life? Is you getting married? Like, who is that? I mean, like, like the types of questions. <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm just trying to mind my business. It's pretty accurate. Pow pow pow. It was pretty yeah. accurate. So anyway, yeah, that's, that was, that's real. That's real play, auntie, right there. <laughs> after, but by the way, after I cuss you out publicly. I'm now going to ask you about who fathered your child. 
five minutes later. <laughs> like, I was like, can we talk about that? Can we talk about how you was out of pocket? Never that. You don't talk about what I do wrong. I'm asking you about your life. Listen, listen. Well, you know, I mean, last, and it's so accurate. And this is, let me tell you, this is something that's just across the board. Okay, let's, let's just say, <laughs> I just want to say diaspora, continental, America, you name it. Oh, yeah, yeah. It happens. And it so, came over. It came over. <laughs> it came over. The, the, the ocean could not stop it. It came the ocean over. The ocean could not stop the auntie. Listen, <laughs> came over. Um, you know, last but of course not least uh, is uh, Sky Dakota Turner. Oh my goodness, this young sister. Uh, let me tell you, she was phenomenal, phenomenal absolutely. to play such a who a heavy. Um, life that's so acclaimed, um, so beloved. Uh, my goodness, she really dug in and really um, owned uh, the character of Young Aretha. I wanted more of her, actually, but you know, I know a movie got to keep moving. Um, yeah. So, but I, I really, ad- I, I adored her performance. Um, how about you, C? How did you feel about her performance? Yeah. So, absolutely. Uh, first of all, this this child has a beautiful voice. Uh. And just really great, um, yeah, just just great presence on camera, and I just love just the just the beauty of this little black girl. Just this is like a real legit black girl. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Like I love it. I was like, oh, like I grew up. Like I know you. <laughs> like I know this. Yeah, girl. I know you. Um, but but like, and I was like, I, I mean, she just reminded me of like kids from elementary school. And so anyway, I, I and just she just did an excellent job, and. Um, you know, I, I imagine it's difficult being, you know, a kid actor, right? And she Absolutely. had a heavy role. Absolutely. And so to really kind of take on those layers um, and present it back um, with just delicacy, de- delicateness and sensitivity, I just think she did a great job. I, I, I think that the movie had to transition into young Aretha, into older Aretha. Yes, honestly, of course. Because I think, I think that it was, for me, Young, the young Aretha story was actually more painful. Like I, oh yeah, I was ready. I was ready to move. I, I was know. ready. Yeah, I get. It. I was torn. I, I wanted to move from the trauma, but you're right. But if you're going to stay young, Aretha, you the, that's where the trauma lives, right? Um. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah. But I just loved her performance so much, and she was such, had such a sweet spirit, you know. And um. So y'all, I had you all know I had the opportunity, or you don't know actually, but I had the opportunity to interview Sky Dakota Turner, and who played young Aretha. She has such a sweet spirit. She is such a skillful actress um who is going places so after this commercial break you'll get to hear from sky dakota turner don't go nowhere now see you know what i'm grateful for girl what you grateful for i am grateful for our patreon supporters oh for sure for sure we could not do the work of Truth Table without our Patreon supporters. Tell so the we, truth. We want to thank y'all because without your dollars, we wouldn't be able to pay our producers, 
our now video editor, because y'all know you can get some video content from Truth Table now when we try to step it up. Hello, Patreon I people. I mean, come on. And we couldn't pay our teachers that come and teach our um, black women discipleship group. So we want to thank y'all for being Patreon supporters. So many things we're able to do because you decided to partner with us. And we just want to thank you, thank you, thank you for rolling with us since the beginning and invite you all that are listening at the table or standing room only to come on and participate in the work that we're doing by becoming a Patreon sponsor. Yes, for as little as $5 a month. That is less than Starbucks coffee. It's less than DoorDash. It's less than Uber Eats. Come on now. You can support. We know about these things personally. We know about these things. COVID-19, COVID-19. We're speaking from a personal place. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) Testify. So for as little as $5 a month, y'all can support the work of Truth's Table and just keep this table going. Sustain our work. Um, This is a labor of love, and we are so grateful to be at this table. So our standing room section folk, come on and support us. Our sisters at the table, come on and support our work at patreon.com slash table yes good afternoon my name is Akemini Uwan I am the co-host of Truth Table podcast um, so welcome to the table uh, Sky Dakota Turner really happy to have you here with us um, you did a phenomenal job in respect and I'm curious about your process uh, how is it that you studied and prepared uh, to be young Aretha in this movie Oh, that's a good question. Well, the first thing I had to remember, and I always remember when I'm doing a role, is I have to become the character, but I also have to remember that I'm not the character. Mm-hmm. And I am my own person. But I also, it's it's kind of confusing because I'm half myself and half the character. But studying up on the character beforehand really helps Um, learning about some of their habits, some of the things they do can really add detail. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I thought it was, that's such a a good point where you're like, you don't want to lose yourself completely, but you also do have to embody the characteristics of this person in order to, to really um, bring this person's story uh, to life. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, I'm curious, uh, Sky, if you could talk to us about uh, what what were maybe the challenges, particularly because you were dealing with some weighty matters. Um, Aretha really went through a lot of trials. She went through a lot of adversity, um, as gifted as she was, uh, particularly as a young child. And I, I remember the scene of you in the kitchen and wanting, uh, as young Aretha, and her grandmother's, you know, asking her, what's wrong? Are you okay? And, and young Aretha, you, <laughs> played by you, not wanting to divulge to your grandmother what was going on. And then uh, the scene cut to uh, a young Aretha who's pregnant. Can you talk to us about uh, how, if, if that was a challenge to, uh, to play that part um, and to embody that part of her story? Well, during those scenes, my mom was a little nervous, I must admit, but um, I told her I would be okay. Um, Again, just remembering that I'm not the character and I have to tell their story in the best way possible because I am telling a story because artists are storytellers. So just remembering that really helped me get through the scenes that were tough to film. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it, it, you, you just did, you did a phenomenal, phenomenal job. And I believe the film did a great job of upholding her, uh, her honor and her dignity in the midst of um, some circumstances that were 
not honoring, that were dishonorable, that things that were done to her that were dishonorable. Um, I'm curious, you, you know, you, when you talk about, um, you know, remembering that you are not the person and keeping those things together, is there, is it, do you draw upon your faith in order to do that? I'm curious about how that, you know, con- considering that fa- uh, faith was a big component of Aretha's life, I'm wondering if that's something that uh, that uh, helps you in your role as an act in your work as an actress as well. For me, I grew up in the church and uh, God has always been there for me. And I feel that young Aretha felt the same way. She was always in the church, always singing just like me. So I felt a connection to the role as well for that. And faith was a big component because um, I'm a Christian and all the music I sang is like all the hymns that she sang as well. Wow. Yeah, I, I am too. And so we are a Christian podcast as well. And so that, I was curious about how your Christian faith was helping you and strengthening you as you were um, in the in the midst of uh, the role and in the acting. And so even with the singing, can you talk to us about the process of uh, preparing to sing and do those, you know, singing in the church and singing at home? Uh, what did that look like for you to prepare for for those for those scenes? Well, coincidentally, I had already been singing Aretha before the audition even came around because my parents have always introduced me to old school music. That's kind of my genre. So um, for me, because I have an old soul, people tell me I have an old soul. (laughs) (laughs) And um, I knew about her. I thought she was so amazing. And um, to hear stories about her, I read books about her. I I knew about her previously and I sang Precious Lord, one of her songs, um, a lot. And then the audition came around and that's what I sang for the audition. Wow. Wow. Um, With the songs, my dad has always told me, if you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. Come on. And it really happened with the audition. So I was glad to get the part and to be able to sing. And tell that her story. So wonderful. That is so wonderful. Yeah, I my favorite Aretha song is uh, "Walk in the Light," and so <laughs> I love, love, love that song. Um, and so I, I'm, I, you know, we have a fun. So I don't know. It, it might be a little bit above, you know, your uh, your range with, but you say you're old soul. So we have this fun question <laughs> that we often okay. pose to our guests at Truth Table. Uh, it's called "One Gotta Go," and I don't know. I, because you're old soul, I think you'll know the artist I'm going to ask you about. <laughs> so how it works is I'm gonna I'm gonna give you I think it's four, <laughs> four, okay. four um, singers, and you have to you got to select the one that's got to go. Okay, so out of all the questions, this is usually the hardest one, but let me see let me see what you can do, Sky. <laughs> okay. okay, so one got to go. I'm gonna go by first names only now. If you need the last name, you can let me know. So, are you ready? Yes. Okay. One gotta go. Shade. No, no, I'm sorry. Wait, I'm tripping. Sorry. Shada. <laughs> Anita. Mm-hmm. Aretha. Okay. Whitney. Hmm. One gotta go. Want me to repeat it? Uh, just the first name. Okay. Shaka. 
Anita. I'm going to say it again. Yep, Chaka, Anita. <laughs> Aretha Whitney. I, 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 can't, I can't interview you and not ask you about this. So. Can I have to drop one person? One has to go. I know. I know. Those people? Out of all four. <laughs> I told you that's the hardest question. Miss <laughs> uh, Shaka Khan. I don't uh, want to do this, but if anyone, I, yeah. I understand. <laughs> You're not the only one at the table who has said Shaka has to go. With much consternation and much pain, right? <laughs> Having to let her go. <laughs> um, you know what, Sky? can you talk to me about uh, what, how you see your, um, your future as an actress? What are some of the roles you want to do in the future? Uh, who are the people you want to work with? Uh, I'd love to hear, yeah, what, what, what some of your goals are. Well, um, I'm glad that I got to tell Miss Aretha's story. I got, I'm glad I got to tell Miss Tina Turner's story. And um, I want to continue telling people uh, women of color stories because there's not a lot of, um, there's not a lot of us in this field. Yeah, sure. And our representation, even though we are the influencers of pop culture and and music and everything that is us has been taking taken away. So um, I want to just continue to represent um, and be a part of the storytelling. Uh, tell stories like the stories of Miss Stephanie Mills, Miss Patty Lavelle, Miss the Baker, Miss yeah. um, Shaka Khan, people like that because. Um, I think their stories, our stories are so great and we're just being overshadowed right now. Come on, Sky. Yes, that's the truth. So it sounds like you want to be able to amplify their stories, their narratives, our narratives, right? Um, okay. we, we see so much of ourselves um, in these women. And um, I'm wondering if, uh, my goodness, I love that. So in the biopic genre, right? So being able, you know, to play either a young or maybe a teenage and eventually adult um, right. uh, version of uh, these amazing artists and um, influencers, right? And history makers. Uh, my goodness, can you talk to us about uh, what it was like to work with Forrest Whitaker and Mary J. Blige and Jennifer Hudson? Like this star-studded cast was just amazing. And how was that for you? I will say I was really nervous going in. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm getting to work with the people <laughs> that I have um, admired for so long yes. and I'm going to be working with them regularly. So that on its own was just insane for me. So, um, but Mr. Forrest Whitaker really made me feel comfortable. Um, he talked to me, he asked me about myself. We did scenes together. Um, cause I spent most of my scenes with him. Yes. So, um, and he was just a really nice person because I, um, never would have imagined him playing all these intense roles and seeing him in all these movies that he would be so kind. Like he even, he got me a record player Aww. for my birthday. I still have, he got me, he got everyone to sing happy birthday to me. He sang me happy birthday in my, in my makeup trailer. And he's just so kind. 
And um, I didn't get to spend a lot of time with a lot of other people like Miss Jennifer Hudson, Miss Mary J. Blige. But Miss Mary J. Blige, I will say she's really funny. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I I picked that up from her documentary, My Life. (laughs) I'm a big fan of hers. So, oh, my goodness, that's so good to hear about um, how Forrest Whitaker was um, uh, so kind. Uh, so very kind uh, to you. I'm so glad to hear that. And, and I just know that you'll pay that forward, right? Uh, to, right? To those who will come up behind you as well. So Sky, it was an honor to have you here at the table, at Truth's Table. Thank you so much uh, for uh, answering our questions and conversing with us. And we just pray for um, blessings over your acting career for you. So thank you. Thank you, thank you so much. <laughs> Welcome. And we are back at the table talking about respect. Oh, my goodness. Isn't Sky Dakota Turner just a sweet girl? Oh, my goodness. What a gift to us to be able to to capture that, right? And think about that 10 years from now, 20 years from now. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it was so sweet of her to answer our forced fun questions. I just just had to take my chance and ask her. So (laughs) I'm delighted that she indulged me. So. Now, y'all know this is customary for our movie reviews. We have to give our rating. So, on a scale of, I'm sorry, five stars. Five stars is the the highest, um, is the highest rating. So, I will go ahead and go first. Hmm. So, okay. Taking the fact that this is a biopic, so you have some limitations on what you can do with the story, how far you can go based on, um, on what, you know, the, uh, the subject of the, uh, biopic has shared, divulged, you know, or has said, or, um, maybe put in writing that can't be, you know, uh, divulged. I'm putting all those things, you know, um, factoring that in, factoring in the fashions, the accents, uh, um, factoring in the acting. Uh, I am going to give respect. I'm going to go ahead and give it a four star rating, a four star rating. I think some, some would say that's a little high. Some would say it's too low. You know, you're never going to please everybody, but I'm going to give it a four, maybe a four out of five. I think it's worth seeing. Um, I think, uh, yeah, I just, I, I thought it was worth seeing. I think it's done well. Would I watch it over and over again? No, because um, trauma, um, all the taking in all that trauma is a bit much and we got a lot going on in 2021, but, um, and well, all these years combined that we've experienced, but I thought, I think it's worthwhile. I think it's worth um, watching. And I, I just think it was well done considering how traumatizing Aretha's life is. I haven't seen, and there's a lot of biopics of people who've had traumatic life experiences that have divulged everything, a lot of the details. Um, and I, I do appreciate the subtlety, um, here in this movie. And I didn't find it to be haggy. I, I, I don't know. I, I just don't think it was revisionist history at all. I, I think it was respectfully and tastefully done to honor her memory. And I think that should be recognized and applauded personally. So that's my rating for out of five and I'm sticking to it. What about you, C? What say you? So I agree. I would say I'd give it a four as well, four out of five. And I, again, I would not watch it over and over again. Mm -hmm. 
there's a part of me that is curious about what would it have been like to make a version of this that was a bit more like like the five heartbeats-esque, like something that was a lot more fictive, uplifting, that really centered on the musicality. Mm -hmm. Now, of course, that's not the true story. (laughs) That's not what we got, right? What we got, I think, is important. I think we should be grateful for it. Um, But but I also think that um, it's not something that I can watch over and over again. But but if there was a version of it that was like, you know, like the Jackson 5 miniseries or, Listen. you know, the Five Heartbeats or the Temptations movie, then those had qualities to it that I think you could, you know, kind of bend, you could watch over and over. You pick up lines from it. You would say it back to people. I um, watched What's Love Got to Do With It over and over again as a child. Why? Oh, as a latchkey yeah, kid. Okay. Yeah, you shouldn't have been. I was a latchkey kid. Could you? I was like, why? There were a lot of lines in that movie. By the way, that movie has a ton of signature ton cult of lines. It's a cult classic. I know. <laughs> you know, eat the cake, right? So it has lots of wild, crazy, abusive, bizarre no. trauma laughter, trauma laughter. But yeah, I thought it def- definitely a four. I think people should see it. I think um, if if you are a survivor, I think mm-hmm. you need to be 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 prepared. Yes. Um, and maybe even have someone give you a heads up as to where the scene, that yes. particular scene is, whether it's domestic violence or, or early childhood abuse, ex- sexual abuse or whatever. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I think I think that's kind of what friends do for each other. So I think that would be um, that would be advisable. Um, but but as as thoughtfully as those scenes could take place, I think they did. Um, I think they had had some some care to the to the storytelling and allowed kind of the imagination to work and they can kind of cut it off where you need to. So, so what was your what's your rating again? Four. I said four. Ah, four, four mm-hmm. again. All right, all right. Yeah. Twin four, ratings. Four, four, four. I mean, just just for the music, just for the music alone. Oh, the music um, was yes. And the storytelling and this love story and and just the lessons of like, if we don't deal with our trauma, our trauma is going to deal with us. Absolutely. Like there, there's some every time. Attend to your trauma, y'all. So yeah, so I so I think I think people should definitely check it out and process it. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, y'all, you heard it here from the table. We're giving a four out of five. Y'all watch the movie. Respect. It is in theaters now. Now do it with a mask. Put on your face shield. You know, um, you know, be safe. Be safe. Okay. Um, and let us know. Give us your rating. Yes, there's the mask. Okay. And if y'all actually, uh, if you're a Patreon, you can see all of this, all of uh, the two of us talking and speaking with Sky Dakota Turner. That was a video interview, y'all. Um, but yeah. Give us your rating of respect after you watch it. We love to hear from y'all. And of course, it is, I want to say thank you for taking a seat at the table with us this week. So let's keep the conversation going. Tweet us your thoughts about our movie review of respect. Use the hashtag truth table. Black women, y'all know we have a truth table, Black Women's Discipleship group on Facebook. So make sure to follow Truth Table on Facebook and join our Facebook group today. Invite your homegirls, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Truth Table or email us your thoughts at asktruthstable at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate and review the show on iTunes and subscribe on your favorite podcast player. Truth Table has a Patreon account now, so you can send your love offerings to patreon.com slash truthstable, or you can bless us at our PayPal, which is paypal.me slash truthstable. Truth Table is made possible in part by Pottery Studios. Visit Pottery.com for the highest in quality online audio entertainment. Our producer 
producer for the show is Joshua Heat. Our video editor is Daryl Bradford. Our executive producer is Bo York. And we have been your hosts, Akemini, Michelle, and Christina. We'll see you soon on the next Truth Table. Bye, y'all.